0: Politics have no relation to morals. Niccolo Machiavelli, Italian author, born 1469, died 1527. Prologue Four years ago, Iraqi desert, near the border of Syria. The blazing sun and sweltering heat made it impossible to sleep in past sunrise in the military camp. Members of the army squad moved about quietly, as if there was some possibility that their teammates could sleep in. Courtesy wasn't the sole reason for their silence. The entire camp was grieving over four soldiers who had been killed the afternoon before. Dressed in desert fatigues, Lieutenant Frank Watson exited his tent into the bright morning sun and stretched. Directly across from his quarters was First Sergeant Bell Perkins' tent, which was eerily quiet. Recalling the events of the day before, the officer sucked in a deep breath. Good morning, sir. First Sergeant Scott Scalia trotted up to his commanding officer. Sleep okay? The angst was etched on his face. Rarely, if ever, had the soldier seen the lieutenant smile. How do you think? Cut yourself shaven, sergeant? Scalia rubbed his fingers along the deep scratch across his jaw. No, that happened during the ambush yesterday. Still came out much better than many in our team, and it would have been much worse if it hadn't been for your exceptional leadership. The young soldier's face glowed in the morning sun. Your ability to command in the hottest— Did you get in touch with command? Lieutenant Watson cut the sergeant off. Sending a chopper to pick up their bodies this afternoon, Scalia said. Unfortunately, sir, it looks like we've got another problem. Another? Frost is missing, sir. Lieutenant Watson's eyes grew wide before immediately narrowing to slits. Missing? Are you sure, Sergeant? Yes, sir, Scalia said. Mr. Frost requested that I wake him this morning to give him the ETA for the helicopter transport because he had a pouch going to HQ. I went there just now and he wasn't in his tent. Maybe he's... Not in the mess tent, sir. Scalia was ahead of him. No one has seen him, sir. "'Plus, his gear appears to be gone, sir.' "'Damn it!' Lieutenant Watson said. "'We've been escorting that damn contractor all over this hell they call a desert for the last month. "'We lost six members of our squad protecting his butt. Two last week and four—' Scalia shot a glance in the direction of the first sergeant's tent. "'The way things went down yesterday, "'it would have been a whole lot worse if it hadn't been for Perkins and Gnarly. "'The way they had all of us pinned—' The howl that came from the tent was heard across the camp. Soldiers spilled out of their tents and ran to 1st Sergeant Bell Perkins' tent to uncover the cause of her canine partner's distress. Lieutenant Frank Watson was the first one inside. The interior of the tent was a shambles. The bed had been overturned. They found her German Shepherd draped across her dead body. The dog was licking her from one side of her face to the other and they were unsure of whether he was doing so in the hope of bringing his master back to life, or because he wanted to kiss her farewell. When he received no response, he threw back his head and uttered a long, mournful howl. Whoever took Frost must have killed Perkins. When the lieutenant stepped toward them, the German shepherd lunged at him with a hundred pounds of fur and teeth. Grabbing for his service weapon, the army officer fell back. Maybe Gnarly went nuts and turned on her? One of the soldiers said as his canine teammate snarled at them from where he was standing protectively in front of Sergeant Perkins. I've heard of that happening. PTS? Stand down. Another soldier familiar with dogs pushed through the throng of soldiers, all of whom had their hands on their weapons and were ready to take down the anxious canine. He got hurt in the ambush yesterday. Dogs instinctively feel the need to protect themselves and their partners, especially when they're injured. Slowly, the soldier inched forward. You're going to get yourself killed, Samuels, Scalia said. We all saw what that dog did to those terrorists yesterday. Yeah, I saw. Private Drew Samuels continued inching forward with his hand held out to the German Shepherd. Gnarly stuck his neck out to save our butts. We can stick our necks out to help him. He deserves that at the very least. Samuels was within striking distance of the dog. Gnarly sniffed his hand. Aiming his gun at the dog... The lieutenant said, "'If he tries anything, I'm taking him out. "'Give me a chance.' "'Gnarly's grand, bronze-colored ears fell back, "'and he uttered a whine while glancing over his shoulder and back "'at the woman lying on the floor of the tent behind him. "'I know, boy.' "'Samuels dared to touch the top of Gnarly's head. "'We want to help her. Let me look.' "'While stroking the German shepherd, "'the army medic moved past him to look down at the canine handler.' She was dressed in her fatigue pants and a t-shirt. Sprawled out on the floor, she was gazing up at the ceiling with dead eyes. Everyone in the camp squeezed in through the door. Those unable to get inside stood on their toes and looked past their fellow soldiers to catch a glimpse of the dead K-9 officer and her partner, who was lying next to her with his snout buried in her dark hair. Looking down at Gnarly, the commanding officer asked, What happened here?